Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Anytime you have a new year, you have an opportunity at least for something called momentum, don't you? And uh, people do all kinds of strange things. They make all kinds of earth-shattering resolutions that last almost three hours. You know, things like that that take place. But we nevertheless always have an opportunity to go forward with strength. And God always has our best in mind. I think Julie mentioned that. But that's something you actually have to capture and believe. And you have to, like I said earlier this morning when I first prayed, you have to release faith for what God says we need to do. And anyhow, so I've asked, uh, not just because I didn't want to just do this myself, I believe God's given me a very small but a very clear word for you this morning. But first I wanted to ask, I uh, asked Tommy if he would come up and also Deji and Abby and Bobby. In other words, we'll be here till three o'clock. No. But I've asked them just to share some thoughts that they might have about the coming new year. Okay, and I'm, Bobby, I'm going to have rather Tommy come up first because he needs to get into children's church. So Tommy, come on up and let's just receive this. Now, Father, we do thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Open our ears to hear things that are said by these men and women that you have your touch upon. Help us not just let it swim by. But if indeed you have something to say to us, we need to hear it. So I just thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, for what you want to share with us today through our friends. Amen. Tommy, take your lead. Mine will be uh, short and sweet. Um, the, the word that really came to me for uh, 2018 was challenge. And uh, there was three areas that that word came to. And that was for our families, for our marriage, marriages, and um, for our work. Um, in our families, I really felt like it was for our children and as parents that we just need to be patient and uh, be patient with them. And I really felt that was more um, leaning towards the older children or the teenagers, to be honest with you. So just really be patient with them. Um, in our marriages, I really felt that it was more for the men and the words that we speak. And uh, basically, you know, to just be careful the way that you speak to your wives and make sure that when you do speak to your wives that they're words of good because of the outcome that may happen if you don't speak words that are good. Um, for work, I really felt like the word that came to me was strength and backbone. Um, and really, I just believe that this year is going to be a real challenge for a lot of us in here when it comes to our workplace. And that if we're going to prosper uh, in the workplace, then we're going to need the strength of the Lord and we're going to need the backbone to go with it. So, I, I, fun enough, I get these um, kind of spiritual moments in the toilet and some scriptures came to me. Not using the toilet, I was brushing my teeth. But some of the most dynamic things in the Lord leading me in life... Came, has comes to me in the shower or in the toilet. So I've just got um, a verse, some known verses that you may know. And then I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. And this is in uh, 3 John 
And it's just, I'm just going to read a few verses. And it says, to the, elder, um, to the elderly elder of the church, address this letter to the beloved, esteemed Gaius, whom I truly love. And I checked out who Gaius was, and as best as I know, he was Roman. Couldn't tell you no more about him, but he was a, he was a Roman guy. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. And I really felt like, you know what, the Lord, he wants us to prosper this year. But the place he wants you to prosper more than anywhere is not your bank account. It's in your soul. Because if that isn't in place, it doesn't matter what else is going around you. If you haven't got your health, your strength, you haven't got your mind in the right place, and you haven't got peace with God, then it doesn't matter what's going on in your account. As much as we want everyone to prosper in your account, I can tell you from this year, I know what it's like to not have peace in my heart and struggle and not function the way I want to function. But the moment I had peace in God because I made the right decisions and I said the right things and I spoke up in certain places, everything else started to fall back in place. And I truly believe that's what the Lord wants for us more than anything else. So please don't think I'm knocking you prospering or having, uh, you know, wealth. But like I said, if you haven't got your health and you haven't got peace in your heart, it is, it's meaningless. But just a couple more verses that really connect with me, that really spoke to me on that, and those are the last two verses, the next two verses, why this really connects. And it says, in fact, I, re- I greatly rejoiced when some of the brethren from time to time arrived and spoke so highly of the sincerity and fidelity of your life. This is Gaius, by the way. Indeed, you do live in the truth the whole gospel presents. And last verse, I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. You know what? The the reason why this bloke was able to to prosper and have this uh, prosperity in his soul is because he had the truth in his life. And there's no greater thing that we can do this year. And I know you've heard it all again and again but the greatest thing you can do in your life this year is really um get hold of the truth and i'm going to finish on this point you know all my years as a christian i've never read through the bible i've been too lazy to be honest with you if i'm being truthful but i made the decision at the start of the year i was going to read through the bible and today's my last day now you may not make that may not mean much but you know what i determined to do that so what am i saying you know what it may not be reading the bible for you this year But make the word of God a habit in your life. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Obey what he says. And I promise you, not because I say it, because the word of God says it, you will prosper in your soul and you will have peace in your heart and you'll have this kind of steady confidence that you know what, no matter what's going on around you, you've got this assurance. That assurance will be in your family because you'll make the right decisions as husbands and wives. That assurance will be in us men as husbands because instead of taking the opportunity to have an argument with our wife, which happens time to time, we'll just try and say the right things instead. <laughs> yeah? I'm not being spiritual, am I? All right? And lastly, in our workplace, 
the greatest thing you can do in your workplace is walk with integrity. Because if you've got no integrity, you'll have no peace. And the enemy will knock you for six and beat you over the head and you're the one giving him the baseball bat. I want to pray, Pastor. I'm going to pray in a different way, but something came to me as I was getting some stuff for an object lesson for our kids. Father, tonight, as people celebrate 2018, I pray for people's safety. Lord, as people are walking the streets tonight, I pray, Father, Lord, where the enemy is out to do harm, Lord, that you'll use the security people and the police and those people who are watching everything who have been vigilant, Lord, that they will find anything that the enemy has tried for harm, Father. So I thank you for that tonight, Lord. There won't be no bad reports of anything that the enemy tried to do to disrupt the celebration of this next year. And Father, thank you, Lord, for our church as we go into next year with the challenges that face us. I thank you, Lord, that we can... um, you know, just stand on um, solid ground and, and Father, in just the reality of who we are and what we're like in our flesh and blood outside these four walls, that I thank you, Father, that you do. You give us the strength in our families, Father. Um, as husbands, that we, we just walk in wisdom towards our wives and, Lord, in our workplace, that help us just to stay in integrity, Father, and, and just do things right. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tommy. Abby, won't you come on up, hon? Thank you, Lord. How many minutes? Five? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, um, as we've been praying, I think praying up to now, we've sensed that breakthrough has come, that we're on the verge of breakthrough in CCF to see a move of God as never before. Um, however, the, the, however, um, I think it was just before Christmas we shared, I shared about the prophetic words that have come through for 5778 and 2018. Both years, whether you follow the Jewish calendar or the Gregorian calendar, it has the number eight, which means new beginnings, which means we're starting something all afresh. So what I'll say to you is whatever ideas and and ways and methods and everything else that you've thought, hey, this is how it goes, you know, just put them down and seek God's face. God has something new for each one of us individually and for CCF corporately as we go forward. I know Pastor Rod and Julie will be sharing the vision of the house as we enter into fasting, praying and So you'll know what the corporate vision is, but you will also have an individual vision. You know, as it's written in the word, write your vision down. What is it that God's laying on your heart? I said, even if you've had something before, it's all afresh in terms of you have to listen to what the Lord is saying. All right. So one of my things which follows on from what Tommy is saying is intimacy. You must And it's something that I would also share with the cell. You must take out time on a daily basis, you and God alone. Like like Tommy said, you read the word. It's not just I read the word, 
The word has to become you. It has to become part of you. You have to ask the Holy, you have to converse with God. Converse means you speak and he speaks back. You have to learn, write it down. I, it's the one of the first things I, when, when I, you know, I have um, my manager at work. She's my disciple. First thing I've always said to anyone who I disciple is get a journal. Daily write things down. Daily. It, it, it makes you disciplined. You have to be disciplined in this year coming. Why? Prophetic words have come out and God says, you're going through places you've not been through before. You're going through this year. There is breakthrough. However, there's the enemy waiting at the gate. He's coming because he knows you know the truth. He's going to be ready. But this time you're pushing through. So you have to be disciplined. There's no giving up this year. And that's why my, one of my suggestions is get an account, uh, get a prayer partner that you'll be accountable to. Someone who, who you share things with. One person, I'm not saying everyone, one person and you'll be accountable to that person and, you know, vice versa. This is what I've done. This is what I haven't done. This is where I should, you know, and, and you keep each other, you know, you keep each other covered. You must do that this year because we're going through. There's no room for, oh, it didn't work. It is working because God has said it will work. He's sending assistance. That song, Kenny, I don't know whether Kenny wrote it. It's it, it, perfect for 2018. God is with us. He sees you. He's, he's watching with you through the storm. He's where he can see the storm. Will there be storms? Yes. And you know why I know? Because it started in my house. <laughs> They've come like a deluge. But you know what? My spirit is so, I don't know how to, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I really am. Is it going to be hard? Yes, but God is with you. And he's going to, he's not going to leave you. And he's going to say, you can make it and you will make it this year. There's no room for anyone to fall back. I'm sorry, you can't. Because we're going together. We're going to help each other. We're going to be there for one another. And that's why I'm saying get a prayer partner. The other thing is that, that's, you know, you, <laughs> I, I was sharing with, with the team this morning. Um, I was saying, yes, Lord, our Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God said, hold on. Like, hmm? What have I done wrong? I'm praying the Lord's prayer. He said, through whom is the kingdom coming? Like, um, us? Yeah. What is the kingdom, he said? Go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Yeah. The works of, it's not enough for me to say, I believe in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, James says, show me your faith by your works. And that is kingdom. The things that we saw Jesus doing, that's kingdom. All right. And he's saying, why haven't you been doing it? Are you embarrassed in case it doesn't work? I remember Todd Bentley, when I first listened to him, he said, when God asked him to heal the sick, he said he prayed. He prayed one, two, three, ten, ten peth- I'm not sure which number, somebody died. Not even, they didn't get better, they died. He said he continued because God's word has to be true. 
And he continued until there was a breakthrough and he began to see miracles. He said he prayed for over a hundred people, people he didn't know, go up to them, lay hands on them and pray. You know what? God's going to give us that boldness. Boldness. It's God's word. It's not your name at stake. It's not your reputation. Yeah? It's his. And the other thing that he said to me, I was like, Lord, thank you for your word. Your word says I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Stop. Stop. What have I said wrong again? He says, you said, I said. What do you say about you? It's okay for me to say, Jesus said I am. Do I believe it? If I do, I won't just be saying Jesus said. I'll be saying, I am the righteousness. You own it. It's your identity. The word has to become your personal identity this year. Every time you read the word, you, what did you get from the word? Write who you are from the word. It's your identity. It's not just, oh, Jesus. It, it, and, and then I was thinking about that, and I just thought, but that's true. If you ask me who I am, I won't come up to you saying, my mother said my name is Abby. <laughs> I'll say, my name is Abby. Because that's, I, I accepted it as my identity is my name. It's not my mother said my name is. Yes? So I'm just doing that to illustrate how you need to take the word as your idea. It's yours. You own it. Because if you're the son of the most high God, then everything he said, or the daughter, anything he said about you, you need to own it. It's not just because. You know, I was sharing with them, I think it was a prayer team. I was like, Africans will understand this. If you're a king in Africa and you have three, four sons, Tell me who has more authority, the king or the sons? You know what the sons will do. They'll go out and they will exercise the authority that even their father has not exercised. Am I right? You will know that this is the son of the king. You will not dare disobey the son of the king. You would fear or you would be obedient. So we need to own our identity identity as children of God. Who he says you are, you are. You take it, you own it, and we go forward together. Deji. Good morning, everybody. Just to prove that the leadership is in the same spirit. I wrote down exactly what the Lord said to me, and it's remarkable how it ties in. Okay? So I wanted to really get it right. Okay, so I asked the Lord, um, okay, 2018, what's this about? First thing I want to say is, how many of you have had a good year in 2017? Praise God. Praise God. How many of you have had a bad, wretched year? Bye, 2017. Get lost. Okay? All right? We've said it now. All right. So the first thing the Lord said to me is, 
actually, in 2018, I'm going to do those things you've been expecting me to do. Okay? Now, I said, that's a big thing to, for me to say to people who perhaps are in a different place with that. He said, what, don't you believe me? I said, I believe you. He said, well, I only need somebody to agree with me. Right? Every prophetic word that you have been given in the past, I'm talking about the strong words, okay? Confirmed words. God is looking to do that thing, okay? I'm saying 2018, God is looking to do it. All right? Okay. Things you've been praying for for a long time. Okay, I'm not going to give details, but you know what they are. Okay? Things that you've forgotten about that you prayed for, you shed tears over. God is after those things. He doesn't forget. When Israel cried out to the Lord in Egypt, 400 years of bondage, God heard them, okay? And he came and he helped. Often we cry out for a long time over certain things. We get bored of it. We put it down and we move on. God is not like that. Now, I know 2018 may have some challenges, okay? But God is saying, the word that I have released is the word that I will confirm and I will do it. Okay? So I want to encourage you with that. Our job in all of this is to get doubt out of the way. Get it out of the way. All right? It says in James 1.7, for truly, let no such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. So do not be double-minded. You have to be single-minded when it comes to God. Okay? Cooperate with the Holy Spirit and get ready. If you were going to start a new job on Monday, this coming Monday, what would you do? If you were going to get married, let's say two weeks from now what would you do you would get ready call those things that are not as though they are start doing the things that get you in preparation for your breakthrough that's gold dust to the Lord when he sees your works in line with your faith that's when things happen don't just sit there miserable it's not happened for me Lord when's it going to happen start getting ready 2018 start getting ready All right, so this, that's what God is going to do. Then the Lord said to me, this is what I want from us, me and you. Some of this is quite personal, but I'll apply it. He gave me a word, and the word was consistency. Now, this ties in with discipline, okay? He said, the trouble with a lot of my children is that they're just not consistent, in their approach to me, in their approach to the word, and in their approach to dealing with the devil. Consistency, okay? Consistency in the prayer closet. If you say you're going to meet with God on a Tuesday regularly, 
then you be there. The Holy Spirit's going to be there and he'll be waiting for you. When you don't show up, he's still going to be there. We need to be consistently prayerful. Hebrews 11.6 says, God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, I'm not trying to get you into works or to put anything on you, but really, there's a big promise there. Okay. Be consistently thankful. And I know it's hard. In the small things that God does, be thankful. Always be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says this. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's all of us. That's his will for us. Be consistently hopeful. Sometimes it's hard. You've taken a few knocks and it doesn't look good. God is saying, be hopeful. Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Be hopeful, really hopeful. Be consistent in bringing your tithes and paying your offering. Be consistent. As you sow, shall you reap. Be consistent with that. Be consistent in seeing the good in everyone. Okay? It's one of those qualities that real strong Christians are able to do. No matter how bad that person seems in front of you, see the good in them and show them that you can see the good in them. Husbands, where are you? Love your wives consistently. Consistently. Day one of 2018, I believe, is tomorrow. You know what you need to do. I know what I need to do. Love your wives consistently. Ephesians 5.25. Wives, where are you? Here we go. You know what it says. Submit to your husbands. Consistently. 1 Peter 3. I'm not going to read the rest, but you know. Okay. In your job, you know, I gave a testimony in, at Mandate this year about my boss. I'm not going to mention his name. Some of us in here know who we're talking about. And God is really saying, don't matter who he is or who she is, you have to work consistently hard as though you are working for me. This is the only way that God's name is going to be glorified in the world. We have to work hard, be diligent. Doesn't matter if you're not treated well. Work hard. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever may be your task, work at it heartily from the soul as someone done for the Lord and not for men okay so coming to the end now so the third thing that God 
said was that we have to be ready to give a good account of our faith. Now this one actually did trouble me a little bit because I realized that what God was saying is you're going to be challenged strongly in 2018 on the grounds of your faith. Now that might mean if you're, I don't know, working in a big institution that they might come out and say something about what do you believe about this? What are you going to say? You know that if you say the thing that's not politically correct, what might happen? God is saying, be prepared in wisdom, okay? Be prepared to give a defense for your faith. Pray about it, but get ready. I really do think we're going to get challenged, okay? Um, These days are growing darker, and I want to encourage you. God knows this, but he is saying, be prepared. 1 Peter 3.15 says this. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience. And when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Okay? That time is coming. So... These are strong things, and there's a lot of it depends on how we behave this year. Consistency, I believe, is going to really bring us through at that time of breakthrough. Okay, don't give up. Don't faint. Keep going. It is discipline. As Tommy and as Sister Abby were saying, we've got to be disciplined. We've got to pray. We've got to read the word. We've got to declare this word. Declare it into the environment. Sometimes the environment can be so demonic, so demonic. But God's word is so powerful. It's so powerful. It's forever settled in heaven. So it cannot change. God can't even change his word. He cannot change it. But he's watching over it to perform it for you and for me. So declare the word consistently. Believe the word consistently. Kick doubt out of the way. I believe we're going to celebrate in 2018. How many agree with that? How many really agree with that? Okay, so we're going to celebrate. We're going to get out of this place into our own place. We're going to get out of everything that is representative of Egypt. Yeah. And that is mentalities also. Some of us, I bring myself into that, have been sitting idle for too long in places that are not for us. They are beneath us. And we need to change our mentality. And we need to come out of Egypt physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are a strong God with a strong word. Your word will not return to you void. I thank you for Jesus and the blood of Jesus. 
You said in your word that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Lord, let every evil yoke that has surrounded, encased, and stepped on your people in 2017 today break in Jesus' name. Lord, I remember watching the Annie Joshua um, fight. How he got knocked down as big as he was and how he got up and defeated his opponent. You may have been knocked down in 2017, saints, but get up. 2018 is already here. It's already here. Father, thank you for the willingness of your people to believe you for your word. All the promises of God are yes and amen to us who believe. Let every promise you're holding on to May it be yours in 2018. Lord, I ask for your ministering angels, 10,000 upon 10,000, to come immediately to your people and bring gifts of blessing, breakthrough, anointings, and whatever else is needed for what the challenges in 2018 bring. Lord, May their enemies be their stepping stone to their victory in Jesus' name. May they be blessed so that they can be a blessing. Lord, I thank you for all that you are to us through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Deji. Amen. Bobby, Bobby, you have two minutes. I'm only kidding but you don't have 30 minutes. Hi, everybody. Um, so, just leave it there. Um, this, this is just one thing that I feel the Lord um, is saying for CCF. Um, he knows that we're a presence-led church. Like, he knows that our heart's desire is him. He knows that that's the thing that... Um, makes our heart beat individually and corporately. We just want more of him. And I believe that what he's saying to us is um, it does take discipline. Like it literally, there are no shortcuts into the secret place. It takes discipline. But he is so wanting um, to be our portion and be our prize. And that 2018 is going to be such a beautiful, rich, rich time of intimacy with him. Like such deep, deep intimacy, glory, absolute glory, if we are willing to press in. And um, this Passion Translation, Bianca blessed me with it for Christmas, and it's totally just mashing me up. It's so good. And I've been in it all week. Um, she got me the Song of Songs, um, whatever, chapter, um, if you like, book, if you like. And so this is what I feel the Lord is actually saying to us as a house. This is Jesus speaking to us, his bride, speaking to CCF, the bridegroom speaking to his bride. Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come along with me. I have come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. 
The bondage of your barren winter has ended, and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. I feel what the Lord is saying, like this whole scripture. I mean, he's in love with us. He's in love with us. And if we allow ourselves to be, there's an invitation to be in love with him. But there are little foxes that spoil the vine. There are little foxes that get in the way of our desire and our pursuit of him. And I sense God saying that as we step into 2018, it's not necessarily the big things that we're quite aware of it's those little foxes it's those subtle weights that pull us down and there's an invitation here that Jesus is saying will you catch them and remove them for me and I honestly feel that this requires a response like as we step into 2018 we have to be willing to call out those little foxes that we don't go into the next year with like a, um, like being ignorant, you know, knowing that, oh my gosh, when I gossip, it interferes in my desire for Jesus. When I hang around with that person who slanders, it kind of stops me from being filled with faith. When When I'm on social media, my hunger for Jesus, it goes when I'm, you know, um, self-talking negatively, my desire to see God the way that he sees me, it impacts what God's doing in my life. It impacts my intimacy with him. And I believe that he is saying, call those things out. And so pastor, if you will allow it, I'm just going to ask everyone to call those things out. Is that okay? Two minutes. Um, You're going to have to stand up, peeps. So we're going to get up and this is an invitation for every single one of us, young and old. You know what those things are that get in the way of you enjoying God, get in the way of you desiring him and giving into that desire. Like I said, they could be social media, they could be gossip, they could be complaining, whatever they are, call them out.
yeah, you, you're not going to do it loud because I'm going to pray over it. So it's between you and the Lord. You're calling them, you're identifying them. You're giving, you're, you're giving them voice, like you're giving voice over it because it's like, I've got you. I've got you and now you've got to go. And so call those things out just quietly because I want to pray over that. So I'm literally just going to give you 30 seconds to just meditate with the Lord and let him bring, let the Holy Spirit bring to you what those things actually are. Even for the young ones, the youth, everyone who's in here, there are things that get in the way of you enjoying Jesus and enjoying his presence as your bridegroom. So just let them come to your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, as we enter this new year, Lord, we choose to call out those things. One by one, we bring them before you, bring them before the altar, and we confess that we have allowed these subtle things to weigh us down. We've allowed them to interfere with our desire and our hunger for you. We've allowed them to get in the way of the secret place. And so one by one, we just name them. We name them. So you can go ahead and do that quietly. Whether it's social media, whether it's gossiping, whether it's negative self-talk, whether it's slander, whether it's complaining, whether it's small like um, senses of doubt, we just call them out and we say they will no longer jeopardize our intimacy with you in the name of Jesus. We apologize. We confess that they have got in the way, but we declare and decree that they will no longer get in the way because we've identified them. We've caught them in the name of Jesus. And then I just want you to stay there because the last part of this chapter says we will do this together. So we're not striving to do this ourselves. All I believe Jesus wanted us to do was call it out because the way they go is in partnership with Jesus. We don't strive. It's not a case of willpower. Now that we've called it out and we laid it at the altar, now we confess Jesus as our hope. We thank him because he is the high priest. He is the one that has gone through everything that we've gone through. He's been exposed to all of these little foxes, but he remained sinless and he remained victorious. And he is the one who's mediating on our behalf all throughout this coming year with every hindrance, with every weight, with every sin. He is there mediating on our our behalf. And so we declare that he is the confession of our hope. He will be the one to get rid of every place of dysfunction in our lives. And there is mercy and grace available for us during 2018 to be all that God has called us to be. So Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that even as you expose those things that need to change, those things that need to go, we thank you, God, that we do not get rid of those things ourselves, but we bring them before you. We engage in rest. We stay in that place of rest. We stay in the word. We enjoy you. We enjoy you. We enjoy you. And as we're enjoying you, you get rid of every single thing that stands in the way of you and us being one in union together. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that as we enter 2018, we do this in partnership with you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we know that as we gaze at you, we know that as we keep our eyes fixed on you, every bit of darkness, every bit of dysfunction fades away, and there's nothing but glory that remains. 
Thank you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat. Thank you very much. Tina just motioned to me. You got a word here, Tina, real quick? Okay, hello, church. I wanted to not say very much because um, I knew Deji and I have been speaking about what the Lord has been laying in our hearts for 2018. But, Bobby, I love you, Jesus, because before, you know, we can ever even love anyone. We have to have the love of Christ in us. I've got a minute, so I'm just going to share something. Very, and I love you, Bobby. You are such, we just give God all the glory for the transformation that the Holy Spirit can do in anyone who chooses to yield, truly yield to the Holy Spirit, to the word, the indwelling word that the Holy Spirit can accomplish in us. And so all I really have to say with all of that that's been said is that we have to go out in 2018 with a purpose. And that purpose is to make known the reality of Jesus Christ. And the only way we can make known the reality of Jesus Christ is to spend time with him. We become like those we spend time with. And I just want to tell you that actually... Even the richest man in the whole world is poor without Jesus. And I look at people, I was out in Oxford Street yesterday, and these people, they look as though they have everything that they need. And in my depths of heart, I was asking the Lord, but Lord, you have a message for them. And that message is your love. Your love for them that enabled Jesus Christ to take upon himself the scene of the world. And the message to each and every one of us today, if you do not know for yourself, you need to know for yourself the love of Jesus Christ, the breadth, the depth, the height, the width of his love for you. Otherwise, you are just playing church. You cannot operate in the power of God to transform lives around you if you don't have that message of hope for yourself. And so this morning, I was asking myself, what does Kelly see when she looks at me? What am I sowing in her? This is a child that God has called us to care for. What do people see when they are near you? What do they hear? Do they hear the fear and the doubt and they're not sure because you're not sure of whom you believe? So let 2018 be a year in which you are going to know who Jesus really is. What is the covenant that God has with you? You know, Pastor Rob brings the word, Pastor Julie does, and each of us, we know some of the word for ourselves. And the revelation, though, that makes you stand steadfast into the new year, saying, I am going to be a witness of Jesus Christ, is to know it for yourself. So Bobby, having said now, the sneers, if you are in the Lord, you have an enemy. And his job is to weaken your just your ability to impact and change lives that, own, that Jesus Christ does through you. So the message into 2018 is, I have a God that is big and able. I am not going to get caught up in the things that takes me away from him. I want the passion and the desire. I want Jesus to be the center of all that I am. 
This is my prayer. And I want you to continue to pray for each other, for me, for all the leadership in this church, because we're going higher, we're going deeper. We're gonna see this nation transformed for Jesus. And you know what? God is gonna do it through us. So as I was going through Oxford Street yesterday, I saw a little girl and she was 14, she was singing. And I took Kellen with me and I would say to Kellen, what would mommy do now? She goes, oh, mommy would like to pray. She was gathering people around her. But she was gathering people around her because she had a beautiful voice. And I was thinking to myself, I have to go and talk to this child. And I said to her, you know what though? That beautiful voice you can use to actually minister the love of Jesus. And she looked at him and she says, well, I'd like to do that. And I said, well, let me pray for you. Because actually, as, the, as we lift up the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and bear witness with it and bring about the change that people are hunger for. So we're no longer ensnared in 2018, not in this church, not in any church, if we stand up with the Holy Spirit. We are going to go forward knowing we carry the gospel of good, the good gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news in us. And we're going to go and share it. And we're going to share it with, with signs and wonders following. And the Holy Spirit, because we're not hindering him, is going to come and bear witness. And Jesus is going to be esteemed in this land. In Jesus' name. Thank you, hon. Uh, turn to Isaiah 43. I feel like I said, uh, it's, it, we are all, you know, hitting basically the same pages here. And really, really don't freak out. I'm, I really, <laughs> I promise I'm not going to take forever. I really promise this time. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, <clears throat> starting at verse 11, the Amplified Bible. If you can get it up there, Elizabeth. I, even I... Him of the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. That's one thing you need to decide to believe right there. Amen. I have declared the future and have saved the nation in times of danger, and I have shown that I am God when there was no strange and alien God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Yes, from the time of the first existence of day, and from this day forth, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who can hinder or reverse it? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake, I have sent one to Babylon, and I will bring down all of them as fugitives with all their nobles, even the Chaldeans, into the ships over which they rejoice. Now, let me give you a little background here real quick. This is when all of God's people are in bondage in Babylon. They're out in the middle, as it were, of uh, in, you know, Babylon is modern-day Iraq. They're in the middle of a, the most forlorn desert area that you could ever imagine. And God's promising, he's saying something, and he says, I have sent one. He said, I have sent one to Babylon, and I'm going to bring down all of them as fugitives. Tear them all up, even their Chaldeans. Just one person. Now, they don't know that their help is coming from the last person on planet Earth. And this is important, that their help is coming from the last place on Earth that they would consider that it would come from. It's going to be coming from King Cyrus. 
of Syria. They have no comprehension whatsoever that God's going to use another enemy of somebody that's been an enemy to Israel at another time that he's going to become a tool in God's hand to deliver his people. They have no comprehension of this. So anyhow, let me read it again, verse 14. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent one to Babylon, and I will bring down all of them as fugitives with all their nobles, even the Chaldeans, into the ships over which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and mighty warrior. They lie down together. They cannot rise. They're extinguished. They are quenched like a lamp wick. In other words, he's preceding all this. And then he comes up with these two verses that we've known for years. He says, do not, verse 18, do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, we've all said around this, but the Lord, as simple as this sounds, I, I'm trusting for God's anointing to be on it like it was when he spoke to me. It came so spontaneous a couple of weeks ago. He simply said this. He said, tell the people, don't miss the new thing that I'm going to bring before them this year. Don't miss it. He is going to do a new thing. I really, I, the problem is we've kind of known this old scripture for too many years. But he says, a couple of things, he says, remember you're not the former things. Now remember, he's talking to a people who've been in bondage through their own rebellion for decades and decades and decades. And they're under bad people, to say the least, in Babylon. They're in captivity, you know. Like David said, how can we sing, a, how can we sing the Lord's song? You know, when our harps are hung up on a tree, we've got no spirit within us to, to, to worship anymore. But he says, don't remember, don't think about it. And what God's trying to tell us is, right, I don't care what you've gone through that's been negative in this last year. Forget about it. Do you hear me? Do you really hear me? Let it go. It's done. It's over with. In the name of Jesus, it's past. It's not in the present. Don't allow it to be in the present. Remember not the former things. Don't consider. Don't weigh up God's possibility for 2018 with the improbability of what happened in 2017. You hear me? Do you really hear me? He said, I'm going to do a new thing. Don't miss the new thing. Don't miss the new thing. And then again, it says, we all know it, but he said, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? In other words, you, he's trying to say, you're going to have to be sensitive to see, to find, to know that it's a new thing when it comes. Because it's going to be new. You haven't seen it before. It's not going to look like some perfect pattern that you've seen in the past. It's going to be new. Do you hear me? It's going to be new, maybe a new opportunity. I don't know, but it's going to be new. There's a new thing. He's going to do a new thing. And he said again, he said, now it will spring forth. Now, I, I studied that out again. 
And it was interesting because I used to think now it shall spring forth like it's going to be boom, miraculous, instantaneous. But actually, it's just the opposite. In all the studies, when you read about it, it says it speaks to like herbs or grass. Progressively, first the bud comes up, you know, a little bitty something shows itself. In other words, you're going to have to still be a little bit patient. It's not going to happen all at once. But don't miss the new thing because you don't want to look at the small thing. It's, it's important. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now again, unless you understand where they are, this is totally outside the realm of their consideration of possibility. There's no way. I mean, I was... I was trying to find some of the old pictures that I had. I couldn't find the ones I wanted about the Judean wilderness and, you know, the whole Sinai area and all of this stuff, much less the, the desert land of, of Iraq then at this time. But, I mean, you know, to say that there's going to be a path through these Judean mountains is insanity. If you've ever seen them from overhead, they're in, they're, it's, it, the mind boggles how anybody can make their way through it. And then it's the desert, guys. And God's saying, I'm going to make rivers. I'm going to put rivers in the desert. To their minds, they're going, dude, there's 75,000 foot of sand here. (laughs) It's the biggest beach in the world. You know what I mean? And there ain't no water nowhere. But God says, I can do so beyond what you can comprehend. I can do so beyond. I don't care what it looks like right now. Don't do that. Don't look at the past. Don't consider the old stuff. Listen, I'm going to do something new. It's going to spring forth. Okay? Then I got one other verse I'm going to read in Luke chapter 19. And this is a this is one I got to find where it is here though. This is one that I, I well, this is Jesus speaking and it, it's always it's frightened me at times. But he is talking to all these, you know, he's in the midst of all these religious people that are trying to tell him he's nobody or nothing. And let me start here in verse, uh, verse 42, Luke nineteen forty-two. Exclaiming, Jesus said, Would that you had known personally, even at least in this your day, the things that make for peace, for freedom, excuse me, from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin and upon which your peace, your security, your safety, prosperity, and happiness depends. In other words, he said, I so wish you would have caught this. But he said, now they're hidden from your eyes. Not from his fault, not because of his fault. For time is coming upon you when your enemies will throw up a bank with pointed stakes about you and surround you and shut you in on every side, which is what happened after 70 A.D., after he was resurrected. And verse 44 is the verse. And they shall dash you down to the ground. The Roman army did this. You, Jerusalem, and your children within you. They crucify them eight abreast for 10 miles outside of Jerusalem's gates. They say that you could have heard, they say that they could, you could hear the voices of the people dying as far as 15 miles away. All the people that were crucified, thousands of, tens of thousands of people that were crucified all because the Jews said, we'll take Barnabas. 
We want Barnabas said, we don't want Jesus to be in our midst. We choose a murderer. And that's exactly what they got, the Roman army. It's so deep, man. It's so prophetic. It's a trick. They released a murderer into their midst. I'm saying, don't do that. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyhow, and they will dash you down to the ground, you, Jerusalem, and your children within you. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another. And this is the phrase in the Amplified you see here. All because you did not come progressively to recognize and know and understand from observation and experience the time of your visitation. You missed the day of your visitation. You hear that? They missed the day of their visitation. That is when God was visiting you, the time in which God showed himself gracious toward you and offered you salvation through Christ. Remember the saddest story on earth. The Jews have been studying the Messiah for centuries. And the solution presented himself right in front of their face. And they did not recognize him when he showed up. Do you hear that? Do you understand how sad that is? They missed the time of their visitation. So this is my word for you today. It's just this thing. God's going to do a new thing. I don't want you to miss it. God doesn't want you to miss it. So everything that collectively we've heard from our brothers and sisters here, take some of this to heart, to say the least. Pray about it. Father, don't let me miss the day of my visitation. Keep me sensitive in the name of Jesus. Keep me spiritually aware. Help me not to just turn away from something that to me at first is too familiar. Keep my eyes open to the fresh and new. You hear me? I'm telling you, as sure as I am standing there, God's going to do a new thing. There's a new thing. Whether you'll catch it or not is your choice. It's your choice. I said it's your choice. But this is why... We'll go, you know, like I said, we want to pray together. Why do we want to fast? I want to have you for much more than a building, as you mentioned. We want, we want everybody honest to God. We do, we do want you blessed. You understand, if you're blessed, I'll be blessed, seriously. We want you blessed. We want you blessed in your life. We want your relationships to be good relationships. We want you to have quality relationships. We want you to have a quality job. We want you to have quality friends. We want you to have quality children, quality marriages, all of the above. We really do. Hallelujah. We want God to do great things in your life. But remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. The issue is, will we finally get ourselves in alignment? Amen. Will we finally say yes to God and no to the stuff that detracts or d distracts us. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to do a new thing in your life. Come on, just humor me. He's going to do a, a new thing. Say a new thing. Say, don't miss the new thing. Say it like you mean it. Don't miss the new thing. Actually, just say it with me. Don't miss the new thing. Say it again. Don't miss the new thing. In fact, let's say it this way. I will not miss. I will not miss the new thing. I will not miss the day of my visitation. I will see 
I will hear. I will recognize what God puts in front of me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, stand to your feet. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 